For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's text directly to your phone from Brady, Alex, myself, and Greg. Bypass X, Twitter, Instagram, threads, and everything else. Get it directly to your phone. Insider reports, Q&As. Prize picks contests. We got all that stuff for you on Off the Floor. $3.05 per month. More than 800 subscribers already. Help get us hit to 1,000 before training camp starts. Also, check out prize picks. I mentioned them already. Use the code 5FIVE. They're putting the FIBA USA props, all the props actually for the World Cup, up at about 7 o'clock every night for the next morning. So make sure you get in there. Use the code 5FIVE. You can see they've rebranded here if you're watching us on the YouTube channel. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code 5. Still works the same. Get that initial deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yeah. Five on the floor, drive for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buffy said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. We are still on Dame Watch. We're about four weeks from training camp. At this stage, but obviously we're keeping tabs on everything that's going on here. The news, if you want to call it this, is that Dane Lillard went on Twitter late in the evening while he was talking about boxing, which is what he typically does on Twitter, X or whatever. Um, Aaron Fentress, who's a reporter we've had here on before, he works for the Oregonian. And he's been, he fans say he's the lone voice of reason. Meanwhile, he's getting like, they're kicking him out of the state of Oregon. Uh, Blazer fans not happy with him because he's been the one person repeatedly saying, just make the trade. Just make the trade. Do right by Dame. You haven't done right by Dame to this point. So he tweeted something out. A fan went at him, and Dame went over the top to essentially call the fan's perspective dumb, uh, which, you know, again, for Dame, is that's another small step. Uh, and it's a small step for mankind. It might be for heat kind. But essentially what we've been saying is Dame is resolute in his position. It's not going to change. It's only going to get stronger. The only question is how much stronger he comes out 
than he did in the Mark Spears interview. But because we still think that this is going to happen eventually, because I think that saner, saner heads have to prevail on the Portland side. Uh, Greg believes it's going to happen. That's our information. We're going to do more episodes about other players who could come in here, some that they've missed because this has taken so long. Uh, but we're going to focus on Dame specifically again as a player, which is something that we really haven't done that much uh, since all this has come out. It's mostly been about the transaction itself. So I'm going to give you something here because there are some out there who are pivoting as they're watching Nikola Jovic play extraordinarily well, did again uh, in FIBA this morning. What, what was it, Brady? 13 points, three rebounds, three assists in like the first quarter, something along those lines? Yeah, he had 11, three, and two in the first quarter. He had to finish with like 17, three, and four. But he started out the game with like three immediate threes, like just right off the bat. So yeah, big game for him. And he had like a player of the game type trophy after a presentation. So big day for him. All right, so he continues to play. He continues to play well, and because of that, we've had all these debates about whether you include him in the trade, whether it's Caleb. We've done those episodes. Um, but I sense from some Heat fans, very small portion, who are just wondering, sort of taking the other side of this and wondering how Dame, now 33 years old, is going to be at the end of his contract when it's $63 million, how he's going to age. And these are reasonable questions to ask about a player that you're acquiring and you're going to be, you know, sending out potentially, you know, your third best player in Tyler Hero, maybe your two last, last two first-round picks, maybe three additional first-round picks, maybe Caleb Martin, maybe a very functional shooter in Duncan Robinson. It's reasonable to ask, what are you getting, right? Like, we just keep saying they're going to – got to get Dame, but what are you getting? So I'm going to go to this – I'm going to start here with you guys as we get into Dame, his age, and where this may go. Uh, there's a stat on – Basketball reference, which if you subscribe to Stathead there, uh, you could find. It's offensive box minus. Uh, Alex, can you describe off offensive box minus for the people? Well, first of all, it's offensive box plus minus. <laughs> and you. second of all, poorly. yeah, so you, you already messed up with the name there. Second of all, I thought you were going to go with the explanation, so I'm here quickly stalling while looking up the way. All right, I'll that... go with it. You, here, you ready? I'll, I'll do it. I, I'll set you up for something else. Here is what it is, according to uh, the developer of it, uh, someone named Daniel Myers, uh, is a bo basketball box score-based metric that estimates a basketball player's contribution to the team when that player is on the court. It is based only on the information of the traditional box score. No play-by-play -play data or non-traditional box score data like dunks and deflections are included. It uses box score information position and the team's overall performance to estimate the, estimate the player's contribution in points above league average per 100 possessions played. So I guess that's supposed to be the control is 100 possessions played. BPM does not take into account playing time. It is, it is purely a rate stat. Uh, playing time is, in, is included in value over replacement player, which is discussed below. But anyway, the point of this is, okay, and there's a whole bunch of things that they throw into this mix, and not every stat is perfect. We know that. But I tend to judge stats by the players who rank high in them. I know it's a backwards way of going about this, but if you're surrounded by, say, Gerald Green or Michael Beasley, no disrespect, uh, Alex, uh, or Hassan Whiteside, then typically I'll think a stat maybe is an empty calorie type stat. If you are surrounded by the people that Dane Lillard was surrounded by with his performance last year, I'm going to come to the conclusion this is not an empty calorie-like stat, okay? Here is where his season ranked last year for players who were 32 or over. Okay, Dame Lillard last season was 32. He's recently turned 33. Here are the leaders all time in single season offensive OBPM, as they call it. Michael Jordan's 95-96 season. 
you're not familiar, that's the one where they won 72 games. Uh, his OBPM was 8.3. The second best season ever in a virtual tie, Steph Curry at age 32 in the 2021 season, also 8.3. The third best season in a virtual tie, Dame Lillard's season, last season, 22-23 at 8.3. The fourth best season ever, Michael Jordan at age 33, 7.8. Then John Stockton at 32. Steve Nash, by the way, he won an MVP that season at 32. LeBron James in 1920. So that was, I guess, the Lakers season, right? His Laker championship season, the bubble season uh, at age 35. Steve Nash at age 35. John Stockton at age 33. Michael Jordan at age 34, also in Chicago, another championship season. Steve Nash at age 33. I believe that was also an MVP season for Nash. He won his MVPs at age 32 and 33. Stockton at 34. Stockton at 38. Curry at 33. Kobe at 32. Clyde Drexler at 32. Gary Payton at 33. Chris Paul at 32, Mano Ginobili at 32, and James Harden at 33. Every single player on that list is a Hall of Famer. Has been to this point, or as much as I hate to acknowledge this, in James Harden's case, Chris Paul's case for sure, Steph Curry's case will be. Um, That's the kind of season that Dame just had. And, And if you go further, you still see Hall of Famers. The next on the list, Stockton, Reggie, Kobe, Nash, Peyton, Nash, Billups, who should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he is to this point, but he will be eventually. Mitch, Richmond, Reggie Miller, the only non-Hall of Famer, you have to go to 30th on the list, and it was a six-man-of-the-year trophy season, was Lou Williams uh, for the Clippers, the 30th overall. So you're talking about the first 29 are Hall of Famers. Did we realize Dame had that kind of season, Brady? Yeah, the fact that just looking even aside from that, just the bare numbers when you look at the fact that he just averaged 32 points a game last year uh, is pretty crazy. And I think the efficiency numbers is why I think after the break we're going to get to kind of put looking forward and we'll do that a little bit more. But when you look at last season how efficient he was, and it's like I think it was his tied for his most efficient season at 46% from the field. But I think the part that stands out more in terms of aging and kind of aging well is the fact that from two – he shot 57% from two, which is by far his best season inside the arc. Like, I think his second best was maybe 52%, I want to say. And he shot 57% from two. So, like, when you're kind of gaining efficiency as you get older and your points per game and all that is not really backtracking at all, like, yeah, that's that's serious. So, I think the fact that it should be kind of noted that his season was real, and I don't think – I'll say I don't think that many people are kind of questioning Dame as a player. I think it's more about the package and more about all that other stuff because you can't question this guy as a player. You're looking at a guy that just put up these numbers, had an MVP caliber season, uh, and like you just went through all those those guys. It's like the age thing does not matter whatsoever. And we're not even talking about his best skill, which is three-point shooting, which is mm-hmm. probably the fact that why I think after the break we're going to hint on that, the fact that when you're talking about all these guys that that – kind of gotten better with age you're talking about one of the greatest shooters ever right here so like it's not like a guy like let's say russell westbrook that you compare it to where he's a guy that put a lot of miles on his body it was a lot of stuff at the rim it was a lot of stuff just kind of contact and all that stuff 
this is a guy that really could just do his thing without having to embrace much contact. So, yeah, to, to kind of sum up, though, that season last year should be highlighted a little bit more. And how often does a guy get traded after averaging 32 points per game? Well, not not often. I mean, Iverson was. Uh, there, there's only a handful of guys. And when I look at this list, the other thing that jumps out, too, and I know some of these players were different era, but, you know, I put a minimum games on this, and Dame hit the minimum because you had to have been able to qualify for the scoring title uh, in the way that I charted this. But most of these guys did play. I mean, Michael played 82 games uh, all those seasons, pretty much. Uh, Stockton played 82 games. Uh, Nash played 81, 82 games. Um, the, 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 the exception is Dame was shut down after playing 58 games. And he was shut down because they wanted to tank for a lottery pick, which is what they got. And then they ended up keeping it instead of trading it to help him. Uh, but I, I want to look at this list because, uh, you know, I mentioned Iverson and others. And some people, you know, they get concerned when they start thinking about him or even Dwayne. You know, his knees, you know, he wasn't the same guy once he got to that and there was the knees. Is it fair, though, when I look at this list, though, uh, Michael, Alex, when I look at this list, Michael, Steph, Stockton, Nash, LeBron, uh, Kobe, Drexler, Peyton, Paul, Curry's the comparison, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we know that they're not apples to apples. Where Steph Curry is considered a top five player. So, you know, a lot of people have him even higher than that, where I feel like Dame is around 10, you know, top 10, top 15. But I think when you look at player type, um, just play style, it's probably the closest comparison. Just there's not many guys in the league who can stretch out a defense like that. And really, and, I, you know, we're going to get into it in this episode. I think what separates the two of them, as we talked about before, is the off-ball stuff. And yeah. Dame has been willing to do it in the past, but I do think it's something to look forward to if, if the Heat do eventually acquire him. Still got to keep putting putting the if qualifier there just because it's been so long at this point and I'm still holding on to the, you know, not trying to jinx everything. But really, um, I do think uh, if you try to imagine what Spo can do with Dame, I, I, I do think it lends to him aging a lot better if he's including more off-ball stuff into the shot profile and, you know, really leveraging that gravity that he has where not everything has to be self-created. And I think that's part of the reason he wants to come play in Miami, along with plenty of other reasons, right? But, um, you know, there are other guys who can create and other, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they can do offensively where it doesn't always have to be Dame on ball. So I do think Steph is the comparison. And the one thing separating those two guys is what I think is going to help ultimately, you know, Dame age like fine wine. And by the way, always great when you get into the, the advanced stats there. And, you know, box plus minus is a pretty good one because they do, you know, include a lot of different things here to try to get very specific. It's not, you know, a, a one or two little things that can be fluky. They include a whole lot of stuff to try to estimate the impact of guys on, on both sides of the floor, even if it is just based on box I mean, on, on box score stats, a lot of it is like, for example, if, if you're looking at the defensive side, they, they take into account steal percentage, block percentage. So um, and just looking at the list, there's like 20 different things they're taking into account for. So it's interesting that you look at that list and where he stands and just the fact that he's done it so consistently throughout his career. And that's really what this comes down to is that he is one of the best offensive weapons in the league. No doubt about it. Probably maybe one of the five best offensive weapons in the league or so. I think he's in that type of category. And that's what all these stats show. Like you look at the offensive estimated plus minus, which is a different catch-all stat. Shout out dunks and threes. He just put up a career high 
um, plus 8.1 from there, which is in the 100th percentile last season. <laughs> Again, when the 100th percentile, the seasons before that, he was in the 96th percentile, 99, 99, 99, 99, 98. Like, <laughs> it's consistent and in sort of any of these catch-all stats that try to measure offense is that he is in that sort of category, like the elite of the elite. And last year, as we've all been talking about here, he upped it. It wasn't just mm-hmm. the bigger the bigger production um, when it comes to points per game. Like Brady mentioned, the efficiency was off the charts. He did it with an insane usage. He did it while still getting to the rim more than ever, getting to the free throw line more than ever, and still being an absolute sniper on all levels of the court, still up there in the league, by the way, in assist percentage, because he's always in the 90th or, or higher percentiles there. So just... The amount of things and ways that he can be used on offense is kind of infinite. And when you start, I think, trying to add the off-ball stuff, it's I don't know how teams are going to be able to deal with that. Yeah, the, the comparison to Steph, I want, I want to dig into that just a little bit more here because I'm looking at One this. One more thing, by the way. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. I forgot to mention this point. that You mentioned the offensive block, box plus minus being 8.3 and where that ranks and you know amongst guys that are 32 or over. That was his um, – his career high, but he tied that in the first season that Jimmy was here. So he had put up an 8.3 mm-hmm. offensive box plus minus in nineteen twenty as well. So again, all of this just kind of lends to the fact that there is no decline. If anything, he's still just as good as ever, if not better. And that was when he had uh, the ridiculous postseason in the bubble too. So that's, you know, that the numbers are even higher in the postseason. I'm looking at this. I mentioned that the, the Jordan season here uh, was the, the, the 72 win season. The Steph season here was actually the Warriors were only okay that year. That was they, they had acquired Wiggins. Um, they they had some injuries. They I think they were thirty nine and thirty three. That was a shortened season. Um, and uh, but but he had more rounded than Dame had last year. And I just want to go through that those two years a little bit because I think this is where you mentioned the off ball stuff, but this is the other place where I think Dame has an element that even Steph hasn't had later in his career, which is you look at the percentages. Okay. So three point percentages of that Steph season, 2021, he shot 42% from three. Dame shot 37% last year from three. Okay. They're both 91% free throw shooters, but the difference is this. Okay. Uh, Dame averaged almost 10 free throw attempts per game in that season. Steph averaged a little under six, and, and I, I, I think the thing, the key point to make here is Dame has that element of getting cheap, easy points, which will help him, but it doesn't require him to do the Iverson Wade thing, which is go headlong into the basket trying to get fouls. He's, Dame's getting a lot of those fouls on jump shots. He's getting them a lot on, you know, from the outside. So, I, you know, I feel like that's also something that'll help him as he goes forward. I'm not, look, I don't think that what we're saying here is that he necessarily ages better than Steph, but if he ages like Steph, <laughs> uh, that's certainly going to be sufficient for what Miami needs here going forward. And it probably is really the only comparison on this list. I mean, he's not a Jordan player uh, in that sense. Obviously Stockton and Nash were more, uh, you know, Stockton in particular was more of a pass first uh, point guard. There's some Nash elements to, to, uh, to Lillard's game. But I, I just think when we, we talk about this again, I think we have to put into context as we've gotten away from it so much because we've talked transaction, 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 transaction. This is the player that they're going for. Now, 
on the other side of this, I want to pivot to you guys as we talked more about sort of how the Heat might use him. So if that's the case, do Blazers fans have a point? Because <laughs> if this guy is still going to be historically good for two, three, four years, is there an understanding there about why they're holding on for dear life the way that they are right now? I do want to mention a couple sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders, speaking of hanging on for dear life, uh, it's hurricane season. Name storms already coming. Get those storm windows. Give Danny and the team a call, 305-484-4429, 305-484-4429. What happens first? Dame comes to Miami, or we have our first hurricane that hits South Florida, and Brady and I are, well, it's not going to hit Broward, right? We're going to be safe. It'll hit Alex down in Miami. That's okay. All Pro Construction Builders. Go to allproconstructionbuilders.com or All Pro Construction Builders. On Instagram, I don't know. Brady and I are kind of close to the water here, but I, I, I don't know. Seems to keep missing us. Uh, but check them out, not just for the storm windows it. and doors and the shutters, but also, also, uh, if look, we know right now uh, interest rates are seven percent. Uh, it's hard to find new property. If you want to renovate your own, go to All Pro Construction Builders. They can do everything for you. Do kitchens, outdoor, whatever. They can handle it. All Pro Construction Builders, based in Miami, but they service. Uh, Monroe County and Broward counties as well. Go to All Pro Construction Builders again or allproconstructionbuilders.com. Also, check out Better Edge. This is our betting partner. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. Get $20 to play. Also, play in our contest. We're going to do an NFL contest coming up before the start of the season. We've got a FIBA one going on right now. We give away great prizes. We've got a $150 uh, value gift going out there right now. So, check them out at betteredge.com. Make sure when you sign up, though, use the code 5RSN. Bet legally, bet legally. It's legally legal in 45 states, including the state of Florida. You cannot say that about most of these uh, betting services. So go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, okay, then Alice, I'll go to you first on this and then pivot back to Brady. If, if we're talking about a guy who's going to age like Steph Curry, I, I feel like all this stuff with the transaction is like, like you want Jovich to look good, but not too good, right? Like, it, we want to talk up Dame, but not too much, because then it starts to make the other side of the argument here. Um, if the Heat are going to get, like, four years, at a, and Steph is now, what, 36 or turning 36? So he's three years older than Dame, two, three years I older than Dame? I want to say 35. 35, right. I think two years old in Dame, right? Or a little over two years older. So if 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 Dame's next two years are going to be like Steph's last two years, it, is Portland right to basically say, <laughs> we're not trading you that kind of player unless we get everything for him? I mean, yeah, when you're talking about that logically, of course. But it's just kind of, you know, the NBA 
the transactions don't happen in a vacuum. They don't happen in this theoretical, logical world where everything is fair and, and correct, right? Like that's not the world we live in. <laughs> They're not going to get anywhere near the same sort of talent in return and they shouldn't expect to. And I understand to a certain degree why they're holding out. I just think it comes down to, you know, at some point somebody's got a blank. And I know we've been saying that forever, but like the, the, the blueprint for these sorts of talents getting traded in the modern era is, you know, the head starting of the rebuild. You get, you juice out as from the other team, as many picks and young players as you can get and you deal with it. And like I said before, I think, I, I, I thought at least because clearly Cronin seems to be not on the same page. I thought that the understanding was that that's, that's how modern free agency happens right now. It's like you, the teams get something in return instead of guys just walking in free agency, you know, the guys get their money, everybody wins, right? Like mm-hmm. you get stuff and it helps you restart that rebuild, especially if you're a team that doesn't lure sorts, a big free agent talent, anything like that doesn't get a lot of uh, big name guys. And, to me, you know, they got stuck with the one destination and that's what limited their market. That's the, again, stuff we've been talking about for months. But when you add the context, when you add the situation and everything we know since, uh, you know, he first made the trade request, it kind of is what it is. Like, I understand why you would want to get more. If you're telling me, right, if I was a Blazers fan, I'd be like, you know, Jovic, four picks. Uh, the salary filler, whether it's like Kyle, like I understand why it's it's kind of an underwhelming package. But it, at the end of the day, this is all. It, it there's a market for the trade, and there the that's what you would need, right? For kind of the the value to go up, for the price to go up, and there is no market. There is no market, and it's left it. I just think a, a bare trade package for the Blazers, and that's kind of what they got to deal with. I understand how it sounds coming from us, but. I think when you come when you end up with four picks, one or two young players, that's about the best you could hope for. It's a lot better than guys leaving for nothing. Brady, how uh, what Alice is talking about the off-ball stuff, we've gotten into that a little bit on playback. Um, are there other ways you think that the Heat maximize his elite window? Uh, maybe in terms of like, cause we keep talking about like maximizing Jimmy in the regular season in this instance mm-hmm. where it's like leaning on Dame even more, but maybe it's like, you can't just lean totally on Dame because then it's going to be a situation where he's burnt out by the end of it. Like you have to also preserve him. I think it's going to be a lot of, cause we've talked about maybe Bam not having to have the, the same level of ex- expectation if Dame and Jimmy are on the team, but I think there's going to be more of a lean on him in a regular season where mm-hmm. That's where Dame's usage is, is, where we talked about – it's kind of similar to what we did – what we talked about when Kyle joined the team, where it was like Kyle's job is literally – if it's nothing else, it's setting up Bam. It's like putting him in position, but it's even different because it's not from a playmaking perspective. It's just from a respect and a gravity perspective that Bam's just going to be, be able to find these gaps in opening. So I think that's going to be an interesting part is where they can kind of just – Use him as a decoy, even like just let Spo just kind of push him around in different spots and just see if they can open up different gaps. Because as we've seen in the past, we're going to sit here and talk about the like a top heavy roster in this instance and talk about Jimmy Bam uh, and Dame. But where you know what's going to happen in the regular season, you're going to have these big games from Haywood Highsmith, and then we're going to be talking about him, or we're going to be talking about Jamari Boye kind of adding being a big game. Like they utilize their role players in a way where it doesn't have to be all on a Dame or a Jimmy or any of this. But I think most of all, it really is what Alex talked about. The off-ball stuff is probably the biggest thing because he does not have to be ball-dominant in a way where 
he has to dribble down the court and shoot right when he passes half court like he does in Portland. Like that doesn't have to happen consistently. Um, so the usage there, maybe not as much stuff in terms of we were just talking about the efficiency in two. Well, I wonder how that would look just because is he going to shoot as many mid-ranges? They're going to mm-hmm. need a lot of that because you're losing Tyler. You're losing a lot of your kind of pull-up drop killers in a way that you're going to need Dame to hit those shots. So I think that'll be an interesting way where you use him on pin downs and stuff like that. So the usage part of it is always going to be fun. I thought it was – you hit it at it before the break where you said about kind of uh, comparing it to Portland, like maybe wanting to keep him around maybe even just because of the season he's having. Like why would you want to give this up if you have four seasons of Dame left at this level? But it's like I'm thinking on it when you were talking. It's like he's in the same level of Jordan in 95-96 in that stat – and you're still the 13th seed in the Western Conference. Right. There's no reason to ever have that type of thinking. Like that, you, that if that if there was a window, you just had it, okay. And now it's time to move on and kind of rebuild after you just got your third third pick in the draft. All right, so let me throw this at you guys, and and then we'll close. And and uh, you know everybody join us on playback as we're doing throughout uh, the FIBA tournament did it today for Slovenia, excuse me, for Serbia and also for the USA game. We'll continue to do those as we go forward. And again, uh, check out Prize Picks, use the code five uh, and get your props in there. So let me throw one potential matchup at you. So let's say, because uh, I think this puts into perspective how things change. Milwaukee plays the Heat and, and let's, they've had, you know, they have virtually the same roster as last year, a couple tweaks, but it's, it, it's the same core. They brought back Brooke. They still have Drew. They brought back uh, Middleton, right? They still got Portis, et cetera. It's all, it's been Drew trying to handle Jimmy, right? But if you have Dame, the matchups change, right? Like, so, I mean, I, I was just thinking about that today. I'm like, okay, so now Chris Middleton's going to have to deal with Jimmy for an entire series. Is that how that's going to play out? I mean, Giannis. I, Alex, how does that look if you have Dame? Yeah, Giannis. It might be Giannis. Yeah. I think I think at that point, you know, if the, if there is a team out there that can figure out different defensive matchups that can work, it's probably the Bucks. I'm not saying it'll work. I'm not saying, you know, that he will lose. But, you know, we know what happened the last time Damon Drew matched up a few years ago in the playoffs. <laughs> Drew did a great job. Um, he did a great job on him. But that's a great point that you're making for sure because that will change, you know, the game. I think Drew is a lot, obviously a lot better at just getting up into guys uh, on the perimeter and is pretty strong. And I think that's why, in theory, he made so much sense as a Jimmy defender. But we saw in the playoffs, like, he did he, great effort, great effort, you know, but it didn't really matter. Jimmy was absolutely cooking him when he was healthy there. And um, I think Giannis might have been the move already. If I was mm-hmm. – if I'm, if I'm the Bucks coach, I'm looking at – because we've seen – Giannis do that in the past, but again, that doesn't guarantee any sort of success success for them because Jimmy can get Giannis into foul trouble. I think Giannis sagging off, Jimmy will you know happily take those types of jumpers in the playoffs. But I I do like the kind of the the thought you're going down though because it just adding Dame it, it changes so much in the way a team has to kind of just defend the Heat whether you're talking about matchups whether you're talking about scheme it changes everything. There's not many guys in the league who are like him. And how they stretch the floor is, is it? It's basically him, uh, Steph, and like Trey Young. Like how many other guys are out there? And we know they're not all the same level of player. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> good freaking luck to the Bucks, man. He he's gonna absolutely destroy that drop if they keep staying, you know, with that sort of scheme they've had. And you mentioned it. Good luck to Trey Young if he has to guard Dame uh, in a playoff series in like a uh, in like a two seven matchup or something like that. I'll say this: as you mentioned it, and we talk about, I I agree with you. It probably does become. 
uh, you know, throwing him on, uh, throwing Giannis on, on Jimmy, which means, uh, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about Bam having, uh, you know, a lot of looks against, uh, against Brooke. Uh, we'll kind of cycle back to that a little bit, but that is where the everlasting topic, we're just going to come right back to it because if Giannis is going to leave Bam alone, then I, I guess then, then that's, you know, it's going to be on him again, but, uh, you know, he'll have no pressure in some ways and he'll have a lot of pressure in other ways. But I, I just, I think as, as we look at this, again, I just wanted to put into some kind of perspective, the type of player he is at this stage. I mean, this is not like, uh, you know, giving up on a guy and saying, okay, it's not worth all the trouble and not worth hanging in here. And you lose this guy or that guy while you're waiting or anything like that. This guy had an absolutely historic season, but you guys are both right. They wasted it. They wasted it. And now they put themselves in position in Portland where he could have the same season again, and they still likely wouldn't even qualify for the play-in. And I don't even see how he can have that season if they're trying to get minutes for these young guards and you're going to put him next to Scoot or something along those lines when Scoot is going to be a player learning on the job here. It is, uh, I, I think they put themselves in, in a no-win situation. But, uh, we'll, again, we'll see how it plays out. Check out our sponsors, Better Edge, Prize Picks, and, as I mentioned, all pro construction builders. We won't wish a storm on anybody, we promise. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.